continuing with the message of faith and patience um, and how they work together. You know, this process to greatness is going to be focused on faith mixed with patience, um, which is, of course, like the subtitle for this season and series. I need you guys to understand that uh, what we went through last week was very powerful. And I'm going to run through the verse again, and we're going to finish and continue this. But I need us to understand in this season and time that faith has to be daring. Faith has to be challenging. There's a message I just recorded for vision builders um, for our posts as we begin to release them. And it was this gentleman saying, entrepreneurs have to be a different breed of person. You have to be insane, certifiable is what he said. You got to believe that you can, be, can compete against top companies. And a lot of times you can't. That you got to believe that you can retain all your customers. And a lot of times you can't find customers. And a lot of times you can't keep your company alive and pay bills and, and pay employees, et cetera, et cetera, when most times you can't. Basically what he's saying is you have to be willing to be, well, he didn't say you have to be willing to be daring. I said that he said you have to be certifiable. You have to be crazy. Um, I'm saying to you, to be a person of faith, you have to be certifiable in the eyes of men. You have to be crazy. You have to be somewhat out of your mind to believe that the things that you you want can come to pass. My concern, people of God, children of God, is that we have a tendency to trust God and what we can do and that he would help us do what we can do. Let me, let me explain that a little bit different. We have a tendency to believe God to do the things that are pretty ordinary and just assist us in the things that we want. Make it happen sooner, make it happen faster. You know, my resume is good. Just make somebody hire me. Instead of saying, I don't even qualify to be here, but I still can get here if you want me here. And I'm not qualified to do this or have the insight or the brain or power or the ability to make any of these things happen. But I can trust you, God, in you that I can see these things happen. She used a SpongeBob example, which is, which is great, a great example to me but literally food falling out of the sky. Nellie has this belief or ability to believe for stuff like that, that challenges even me. And I want you to listen to what I'm saying, because you're like, what do you mean challenging? It, it, no, it, the stuff she believes to me, sometimes I just think it's fantasy and ridiculous. I mean, it is just, over the top, you really expect to go from having almost no money to make a million dollars by the end of the year. You, 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 you just that that you just that. Well, I believe God. Okay, you can, can you just believe for rent right now? Like in my mind, that's not it's not practical. It's like okay, I believe God for great things, but I believe in in steps to it. 
she believes for fairy tales. Now, I'm not saying that as a disrespect anymore. <laughs> I'm saying that as according to your faith, be it unto you. If she has that ability, I believe in God giving me a process, a plan of attack, the way to go. And as I go, he shows up and he does these great things. Nellie believes nothing. Like, just, no, just sit there like SpongeBob and Patrick and God is just going to do it. I, I go to faith without works is dead. You got to do something. You got to do your part. As I'm getting older, I'm learning a few things about life itself that nothing that I expect or have believed has ever worked the way I thought it would work. And I've learned something else as I'm getting older. The way you understand it and the way it only makes sense to you is your issue or your concern or your greatness, whatever the case may be. Everybody's not called to be a world-class singer, rapper, dancer, athlete, whatever the case may be. We all are not gifted that way. It's just not the gift. I don't care if you have childlike faith that you just can believe that God will just do hocus pocus on your behalf. My position is then stand on what you believe and don't move. Did you catch what I just said? If you believe God can do a million dollars in a month from an empty bank account, I can believe for a million dollars at the end of the month because I've achieved that over time. And I know that God can do that. But some of you might be like, a million dollars by the end of the month. What, what, are you, what are you, crazy? Right, because that's not where our faith has been. But I do believe that he can do that and it's very possible. Watch this. And this is not about money and million dollars. This is about your faith. But then you have to have the patience that when everything comes against what you're believing God for, you don't waver. That's that's the, the, the aspect that I want to push here. I don't, believe as big as you want to believe. Believe as ridiculous as you want to believe. There's nothing you can believe for that's so beyond God that he can't do it. But what I'm saying is, then when the moment challenges that, when life challenges that, when people speak against that, when everything around you seems to be going against that, will you stand at that moment? Now, so I'm saying that to say, God brought somebody into my life to challenge my way of believing and my faith on a different level. I have accomplishment to prove what I believe. She has her faith and she has the things that she has seen manifested to prove what she believes. So she says, as case in point, God has her look down at her hand and see that ring on her finger and go, see, he could just do that. He could just drop it out the sky if that's what he wants to do. So let God grow then the faith you say you believe and you stand for. But know what it is 
and then be willing to stand no matter what. So now, if we go back to our psalm that we left off on, our psalms chapter 3, and I'm going to try not to stay all on it today, but um, let's we'll try to run through some of the points of last week and try to push forward, okay? So start from verse 1, the psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. Lord, how they have increased that trouble me, he is saying. Many are they that rise up against me. Many there which many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah. But you or thou, O Lord, are a shield for me and my glory, and the lifter up of my head. Now, I stopped last week at shield, and I want to just touch base on a little bit of that, and then I want to move to my glory. And this is the point. We talked about last week. He said, God, many people be against me. He didn't say I'm finished. He didn't say I'm defeated. He didn't say it's over for me. He said there are many against me, and it seems like that. But then he came to, but you are my shield and protector. And, and um, we went over the, the definition of a shield that he said he can hide behind God, not behind himself and his own strength, not behind trying to be strong, but just hide behind the fact that God, you're the protector. I hide behind you, not behind my own strength. We got that right from last week, right? If you didn't, you can go, you can go back to it and you can look at it. He said, I hide behind and I look to you as the shield and my protector. You're the one who keeps me from harm, not myself, all right? Not trying to be strong, not trying to harden my heart or be bitter, but to hide behind you. Won't go through all that again. And then I went into verse four. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, and, and I broke down the definition of cry. Do, do you remember that? Cry is not to sit there and boo-hoo and weep in the corner, but to make a loud proclam proclamation and a bold claim and a stand that when the enemy comes against me and the world comes against me, the words that should come out of my mouth, what I should be shouting and proclaiming at the top of my lungs is, but the victory is mine. The word of God says I'm kept. You, and to tell the enemy what your position is, where you stand, and that you will not be moved. That's a cry. It's a battle cry more than a cry of defeat or a cry of frustration or a cry of anguish. It's a battle cry. It's that roar that you sh shout before you run into battle. That's the cry that it's talking about. I won't go to all of that today again. We can go to last week's message and catch up on a lot of that. Boy, I would love to preach it again, but I want to make sure we get this. So we're going to go back to verse 3. To, but Lord, you are my shield, which we talked about, for me and my glory, which I didn't touch. And I want to touch on my glory because God being my shield is my protection. But him being my glory is a different animal. Are you with me? This is something totally different. How many of you would like to know what he means when he says the Lord is my glory? Good. Let's do this. So the Lord, you're my shield, which is protection, and my glory. Glory, honor, 
glorious abundance, honor, splendor, says honor again, dignity, honor, being reputation, honor, being reverence, and then it has glory, and then glory again. It shows up and shows up again. Glory in the Hebrew has the meaning, and I want you to listen to me close, of weight. If you wouldn't use glory, it has to do with a lot of weight, a heaviness. It has to do with a surplus and abundance. When he says, money, uh, you're too young to probably remember this, but people used to say, back in the day of, of people in the street or drug dealers or or even probably, probably people successful in business probably said it, but I was in the streets, so I heard it. They would look at somebody who drove by in this expensive car, was living that life, and they say, there go Mr. Big in all of his glory, right? And that was their way of saying, I don't know if anybody heard that other than me, is that is that too old for all you guys? <laughs> okay, so there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was their way of saying, look at him and all of what he has. There he is and all of what he has, showing off his great stuff. In here, he's talking about weight, but in a good sense, splendor, copiousness. So when he says, God is my shield, he's also saying, he's my glorious honor abundance riches splendor dignity reputation and reverence do i need to read those again okay so that means he is my honor my abundance my riches, my splendor, my dignity, my reputation, and my reverence. I don't know why some of you had just smacked your laptop across the room right now. I mean, literally, he said, God is my protector and provider it doesn't matter who's coming against me which is how he starts this verse right many of the foes that come against me right but god he said is my protector and my glory in essence he said my protector and my provider of abundance and honor and riches and splendor and dignity and reputation and reverence so basically what he's saying is who, are you listening to me let me slow this down a little bit god not only protects you he surrounds you with all the necessity for you to overcome so dignity that means if the situation that comes against you is to make you look shame no, it won't. It would be dignity. Your reputation will not be destroyed. He's going to protect that. 
The reverence that's due you, he's going to make sure that's there. The splendor. I don't know if you understand splendor. You can look that word up if you want. But to have God as your splendor, meaning people seeing the, the majesty of what God's provided for you, your riches, your honor, your abundance. God is saying, I don't just protect you emotionally. I don't just cover you, you know, in, in, in your heart hurts and your feelings. I'm protecting you in all of this. I'm your shield and I cover you. I shield you and I cover you. I shield you and I cover you. I protect your reputation, your wealth, your dreams, your visions, your provisions. I, I shield you and I cover you and protect you from any outside force that will try to come against who I've called you and what I've called you to be. Hmm. I'm going to just sit with that a few seconds. So you're my shield and you're my glory. I always heard growing up in church, all glory belongs to God. Don't you dare try to touch God's glory. Who's heard that other than me? Well, I'm here to tell you based on this scripture that that's total BS. You don't try to say you're God, but he said, God, you're my glory. So therefore, I don't have, I can't touch God's glory, obviously, if his glory is mine. But I'm not the manifester of that glory. He is. So I'm allowed to touch it. I'm allowed to bathe in it. I'm allowed to, to, to wear it around me as a cloak, as I walk around and walk down the street and deal with the situations and issues of life that confront me. I am coming to the realization that I am covered by his glory because his glory is mine. Some of you are not getting that. I know you're not. I can feel it in my spirit. Like that's still sitting on the outside of you. I want that to get deep down in Jesus' name. I want that to get down into the core of your spirit and shake you, what I was just saying. You are my shield and my glory. And now when you look up the lifter of my head, it makes sense. Why is your head lifted? Because of all of these things. He protects your dignity, your reputation, the reverence, the splendor, the honor, the riches, the abundance. He protects you. I want us to stop thinking that God likes to leave us on our own and figure it out. And I believe that for a very, very long time in my Christian walk, that my problems were my problems and God would help. But if he's my glory, then my problems are not my problems if I surrender them. I don't know about that. Well, then what did he mean? Casting the whole of your care on him for he cared for you. This is somebody who has an understanding of the glory. Cast the whole of your care, anything that you're concerned about on him, because he cares for you. That means don't worry about it. It's his care. He'll take care of you. 
he cares for you mean because he he'll take care of you not because he feels sorry for you don't feel bad because he feels bad for you that's not what it means it means don't be concerned about it because he'll take care of it so now let's go back to where we left off i cried unto the lord with my voice and he heard me out of the holy hill let's run to cry again real quick we said it yesterday to call out to recite, to read aloud, to proclaim, to call, to utter a loud sound, to call into, to cry for help, not crying in panic and frustration, but again, the declaration of who he's promised, to proclaim, to read aloud, to summon, to invite, to call for, watch this, ready? To commission, to appoint, to endow. And I wanna talk on those three, which I didn't do last week. To call, it says to the name, the name to call by name, so many things, but I want to read this. To summon, if you're making notes, write these down. To invite, to call for, to commission, and to appoint. When you cry out to God in this week's series, we, this part of the series, we're going to talk about it's to summons, it's to invite, it's to commission, it's to appoint, it's to endow. Who are some of my, well, Dr. Brown, I know you're a teacher. You, do you, you teach English, right? What do you teach? She's blocked. She's trying to talk. I'm trying to drag. You're a math teacher, but you're good with this. The, the who's the good? Who's a good English person? I know you're good with language too because you read and correct documents all the time. Yeah. But you're good with words. Um, you also right, Jerrica? Okay. What is it to endow? And you can cheat and look it up. I want you to see some stuff here. I don't want this just to be me just preaching. I just really want to get some people involved because what's happening right now is powerful. What I'm saying to you is to cry to God is to have some authority to decree some things and put some things into effect. What is it to endow? Anybody. You understand what an endowment is, don't you? I guess I'm trying to get you to participate in the sense of that you understand the words and not just hear me preach them. What is this to endow someone? What is an endowment? Look it up if you don't know it. Nellie says she has it. Go ahead, Nellie. Okay, uh, it's to provide, you provide with quality. 
to provide with quality with a quality and ability or an asset. There's the word. He was he was endowed with tremendous physical strength. Okay, you caught it. That's what I was looking for. An asset to give somebody an asset, an ability to endow is to commission or to grant to someone or something power or ability that he may not have had before. Where am I going? Because he's saying when you call, these are the things you do. Well, who are you endowed with? God? No, he says his angels. He gives his angels charge over you to lift you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So to summon, to invite, to commission, to appoint, to endow. This is you being in the place to give or decree power to somebody to do something on your behalf or on their own behalf. In this case, it's on your behalf because you're praying and you're calling on them. Now, Celine, you're in the legal field. So a lot of these words have to make sense to you, yes? Anything you want to speak on spe specifically out of those terms? And that's why I locked onto this, this definition because it has a lot of terms that we will consider legal, but they're terms of, of, of a decree of a, I guess of a king or a magistrate or a leader that had the right to make calls like this. Anything, Celine, in specific that you would want to speak on just in this area? Uh, looking at especially summon, um, it just also goes to the, again, the position of authority and the requirement. This is not really an option. It is what needs to be to be done. So with that authority to just call on somebody to just do and present itself or herself uh, at a specific place or do something. Uh, but again, that authority and that with the understanding that it will be done. It is not um, it is not an option. Now, thank you for saying that. This is powerful. I'm trying to get your in on this because I want your brains really thinking and your spirit to really catch this today. In a summons, if you're summoned, especially by someone who has authority and the power to do so, and you don't appear, is there a consequence? And that consequence is what? You ever send somebody to come get you? You will be arrested. They will send somebody to come and bring you there even against your will. I need you to understand something. This definition of, wow, to, to, to cry is a place of empowerment, isn't it? It's not, a, again, it's not a boo-hoo cry. It's, it's a decree. You have a right to summons things to your protection, to your, to, to, to your defense, to your keeping, to your provision. You have a right to appoint. Listen, appoint, endow, which is to give power and right to, to invite, to commission. What is it to commission? Somebody give me that.
And this is not about paying a commission to somebody. No. To commission someone is to what? Somebody jump on and explain that. Come on. The message is running. Let's go. Come on, Dr. Brown. Let's see what you got. To give an instruction or a command to do a particular task. So, once again, a word of authority, correct? Mm-hmm. Are you seeing this? Your cry is not pit pitiful. Your cry is a powerful decree that puts things in order or in flow. Are you catching that now? I don't want you to ever think about crying out to the Lord the way you used to ever again. Now, let's go through this. So you're going to you have the ability to summons and invite in your cry. The call on a commission, you have a right to appoint. That's the last thing I'm going to ask you guys to give me a definition on. What is it to appoint? Come on, Edward, you got to jump in on something. Anybody else? Those of you who are, are muted. Dr. Brown, you in again? All right, Dr. Brown's in again. To give someone a role or a job. Do you see that these are all things that only a person or a, per, a person of authority can provide? Every single one of these things? Do you see they're all decrees? that can be made, that are mandates, that must be adhered to or followed? Can you see this? So who are we doing this to? Who are we summoning and inviting and commissioning and appointing? Is it God that we're appointing? Come on. Who, who, who are we commissioning? Who, who are we appointing? Who are we endowing with power? Who are we summoning? Who are we inviting? Who, come on. Who, who are we doing this to? We've been given this authority to do this. To who? For who? God is my shield and he's my glory. So because he's my glory and the works that I do, he should do also in greater works than these. Then my cry or my decree is I have the power to do everything he can do with his authority and in his name. So that's why he said, when you speak to the mountain in my name and not doubt it, you should have what you said. That's why I said to Nelly, I'm not going to question that. If you believe that that can happen for you, then in Jesus' name, I'm just going to mind my business here because that is crazy, but is God is can be crazier than that crazy. So this decree, when she cries out for this billion dollars in a year, no, what she say? 50 billion in a year, she said. And I was like, okay, um, I can't get my mind around that one. I just can't. But I'm not here to try to tell anybody to level their faith off. Do what you want to do. Listen, she get that. I'm glad she engaged in me because I'm getting I'm getting a piece of all of that. My my point is. <laughs> 
Please, Lord, let her be right. My, my, point, <laughs> my point is, watch this. That power and authority to decree and, 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 and summons and, and appoint the ministering angels are up there in the billions sitting around twiddling their thumbs waiting for something to do because the average Christian is not putting them to work. The average believer is not giving them anything big enough to do that don't take one day to do it. Okay, thank you very much. I'll call you next time. The average believer, all of us, are not literally taking advantage of all of this power and authority that's been deemed to us and given to us in our control to, to use and utilize rightly under the voice of God. And we're not. So I guarantee you, a lot of them sitting around in the break room wondering when they're going to get a call from us so that they can go and do this stuff. They're waiting for us to decree. I, I, yeah, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. They're waiting for us to, 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 uh, to summons them, to invite them, to call upon them, to commission them, to appoint them, to endow them with the ability to do whatever is necessary on our behalf. We have that place. We have that calling. We have that right. That's us. We God is like, no, you do it. Jesus said, in my name, you should cast out them. Well, Lord, just heal them. Lord, take away. In my name, decree. Make a decree, put it out there, appoint these angels, the angels, the, the, the angels of God said, run to a flow, listen to seeking to do his word. They're waiting for something. Give me something to do so I can do it better than can you just give me $2,000 so I can pay my rent this month. Give me something to do on high order and the shield of God. And the glory of God backs you up in that decree. But then the devil's, you know, when you come out, everything comes to get you and the demons going to come. It doesn't matter. You're shielded and you're covered and you're authorized to petition with your cry or your decree to make the, the forces of heaven and earth go to work on your behalf. People call it the secret. They call it, you know, you got to get the energy flows to line up and you got to get, you know, your vibe in. You got to get your statements in the air. And these people are sharing this stuff and they don't even understand what they're talking about a lot of time. And a lot of time they'll mess around and invite some demons in to pretend they're doing it on God's behalf and turning their stick into a snake and trying to show, you know, from the point of view of a wizard. But I'm saying to you, from the point of view of your authority in God, This is the decree. We didn't get past verse four. And this is so much stuff in this Bible that goes so deep and so much deeper than I ever understood or was willing to understand that it's blowing my brain right now. Listen. When you call out, when you see the word, I cry to the Lord. He's activating you. And this is um, um, number five of the definitions. So number one was to cry aloud, to utter a loud sound. Two was to call unto for help with the name of God. Three was to proclaim. 
make a proclamation of what you believe God has promised and is yours. Four is to read aloud to yourself or to the public. And five was to summon, to invite, to permission, to appoint, and to endow. That's the purpose of your cry to the Lord. That's the purpose of your voice and why God you gave you a voice where you can speak to things. And animals and stuff could not. And if they could, they would do better than us and they'll probably be running the earth when we'd be in cages because they trust God. That's what they have to do. We want to trust everything and anything else. I'm challenging you. I'm challenging myself. Give our father the right to show his glory through us. As he endows us to endow these angels and things to do his work on our behalf. Let's, let's give the kingdom something to do on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily provision. Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That's why God has had me on the walk around with the herba thing. I'm not having bitterness and animosity. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. For yours, God, is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So be it. And so be it. May the word that you heard bring God's blessings to you. Amen.